Kurt, very shortly here, you and myself are going to kind of be talking about 2019, uh, kind of reviewing all the things that have happened. Uh, probably too much for one program, but this is really our first program for the new year. That's right. So um, as we do a little bit of a different format, we thought we'd kind of reflect back on 2019. So um, you get letters from time to time. We thought that we may have read this already. We're not sure. But I don't know when this came in, but I think it was during the warmer weather. And you'll see why when I read it. Uh, it said, Dear Haven of Rest, I am donating this money for you to keep helping the homeless. I did a lemonade stand trying to get the donation. I decided to donate to you because I hate seeing the homeless. I always wanted to help. So this is a start. That's uh, it's a sweet letter. I mean, it's because of the heart behind it, not because of the content of what they're talking about here yes. so much. But it's amazing because I know um, just from uh, family, family members, uh, one from my wife's side of the family, there's a four-year-old that saw a homeless person, and at four years old, very caring heart, they want to do something for the homeless so they ask about um, how they could be involved here at the uh, at the haven of rest and uh, so we'll be responding to them but um, you know sometimes um, this is the way volunteers you know become acquainted with a haven of rest maybe it's a son or a daughter that um, asks mom or dad how, how do we help why are they by the side of the road or you know, doing what they're doing and so um who knows this this may be a future uh, uh future staff member mm-hmm. how do we know it could be so just thank the lord for his encouragement through youngsters for sure well kurt as we kind of continue talking about 2019 we know that a lot has happened uh this last year uh one of the subjects i like to talk a little bit about and we've talked about this on the radio before really was the a residential program uh, I remember uh, when both of us started talking about this probably about two years ago and that became a reality this year yeah you're referring to the um, improvements that were made uh, to areas of the men's division the facilities yes right? and you're right we talked about that for a couple of years maybe maybe longer than that but we had uh, felt that uh, in God's timing that uh, 2019 would be the year to um, have that area remodeled, refurbished. Berm Kaiser, maybe you can summarize one, some of the reasons that we felt it was time to, to refurbish that area. Well, one of the things, Kurt, obviously, you know, several years ago, we did a strategic plan um, throughout the organization looking for areas that we would need growth in, areas of improvement, maybe areas where uh, we would change direction. And uh, several areas came out in regards to uh, we needed to address right right away. And it was the residential program was one of them, one out of three. Uh, and so as we planned for that, uh, that program, Kurt, you know, for many years was at 18. And we seen growth in that program and so we wanted to bring that capacity up to from 18 to 36. So 
what happened was a, a game plan uh, started. Uh, we ended up hiring an architectural company. And then uh, we brought that uh, project at our 75th anniversary banquet That's right. uh, to our, our friends out there. And so this year, uh, at the end of this year, we just completed that project where uh, we have new dorms, new flooring, bathrooms. Uh, there's a lounge upstairs that's been done. Walls have been painted. The classroom, a new office has been put in. And it, it really it looks beautiful. Well, we were um, blessed that people responded. You mentioned to the anniversary. Mm -hmm. uh, but then afterwards, people responded uh, as they heard about the project to to give to the project and um, the other th the other thing was uh, it wasn't just uh, to house uh, more people that was obviously one of the things we needed to do but then but the area particularly uh, on the floor where we ex expanded for uh, our resident space was that it really was a makeshift kind of thing that served a previous era well yes but wasn't uh designed for what we were currently using it for and so um, not only did we want to improve how we use that area but over time uh, the f previous finishes flooring painting ceiling lights mm -hmm. um, were showing the effects of aging as well and of course with things like such as lighting heating air conditioning that kind of thing they lose their efficiency over time too so we wanted to be good stewards uh, of god's money as well even how we operate so we're you may want to mention too um, the transformation of the um, area in, on the resident floor on the top floor of the building the restrooms in yes particular. yeah so we had two two restrooms upstairs uh, where this is where our men will take their showers and uh, they'll use those facilities upstairs and they need you know they needed a much much needed attention and so what our, our architect firm did was they redesigned those bathrooms and uh, number one, we actually picked up an extra shower, and it has made the bathrooms 100% efficient, meaning usable. And they're also more efficient in regards to the lighting in there, uh, how the water from the shower heads come out. It will save cost on the mission, the brand-new floor. And they just, they're, they're beautiful. And yeah. so we're very thankful for that. Well, as I think about the previous uh, showers, uh, several of them couldn't even be used uh, because our facilities team, as they would work to repair the tile, repair the basin of the showers, um, it held for a little bit, but then it would, um, repeated use, um, would cause leaks further leaks and some of the showers it was just not even the the, the lighting wasn't even adequate you know going in there so um 100 better we we're just happy with the results and uh those, those two rooms don't even look like the same same rooms i mean they're and they're not but i mean um they're they're more they're, we've added more showers we've added all new fixtures and um it's just a really beautiful a beautiful area so um we can't thank the Lord enough. And Reverend Kaiser, I'm, I'm humbled because um, obviously when we're talking um, over 100,000 square feet here, well over that. I don't know mm -hmm. what the exact uh, square footage is offhand. But I'm just humbled because, you know, the, you think about our homes. They need constant upkeep as well. And um, uh, we have so many needs here. And I don't say that in a negative sense. It's just a realistic sense that um, – 
and our facilities does a great job keeping up, but as the buildings age, then the need becomes more and more apparent. So that's always the challenge uh, for us is to stay on top of that and stay, stay current. And, um, gratefully the thankfully the lord was was kind in the provision of funds so that we could do that those particular areas and and we're always kind of scouring and and searching uh the buildings you know to make sure that we we want to maintain the standards we've coined haven of rest standards which means we want things to be operating as efficiently and things are not falling apart and so when people things are operating well but when you walk into the building you're not saying oh that's in disrepair or that's you know falling apart and so our facilities do a great job with that but it's a constant challenge to keep that in place because my dad's era they they build a lot of the buildings but then it falls on our generation to maintain <laughs> maintain that and sometimes i think that's tougher <laughs> to do so <laughs> it's a good challenge and we thank the lord for providing those funds well you know kurt we've that was one of the big projects as along with some other big projects as well uh woman's auxiliary uh, who's been in operation kurt for 75 years uh, also provided uh, funds uh, to do the flooring in the clothing distribution center which came out beautiful, and that was another much needed uh, uh, upgrade. Upgrade really, yes. that needed to be done mm-hmm. uh, over in that department, and a very the woman's auxiliary has been just just an enormous uh, benefit uh, to the the Haven Rest for years. That's right, and uh, by God's grace, uh, we will soon uh, be um, putting some new flooring at the uh, Harvest Home on the residential floor there and so uh, all the buildings receive a lot of uh, wear and tear because they're used 24 7 365 days a year yes and uh, i've always said it serves as a testimony here as well we have good staff but i like the fact that we have a good um good bricks and mortar as i say here uh, that it it just complements uh the staff and I, i think it makes um, it says something to folks that, that come in, um, whether or not they know that or not. That it, it really says that, you know, we have um, high expectations for the facilities, but yet we also want you to be in an environment uh, that is going to be uplifting as well. Yes. And so um, that's another benefit of, of having the facility. So my thanks to the auxiliary and thanks to those who have made it possible, obviously, for these projects to take place. You know, Kurt, as we continue, just kind of looking at 2019, um, you know, I, I think of when we look at a number of people coming down to help out, serve, volunteers, uh, people praying, people donating clothing uh, so we can provide clothing for the guests. We had over 7,000 uh, volunteers last year. And these volunteers uh, uh, help in just a variety, a variety of different ways. Making beds. Making right. beds. Helping uh, help the kitchen. Helping the kitchen. Serving food. Mm-hmm. Even even prepping uh, the food. And transportation. Transportation. For food pickups. Pick, absolutely. Doing pickups for us. And just what a blessing that is uh, to see so many people come down and get to experience uh, what God's doing down here. And, you know, Jan Pluck, who's our volunteer coordinator, uh, she does an outstanding job uh, placing our volunteers in certain areas where they they feel uh, they're making an impact. Well, that's right. And, um, again, we could not do it without our volunteers or could not do it as easily 
uh, without our volunteers. And so uh, we are, again, grateful uh, for those uh, folks that come in and um, the help. And sometimes on special events, um, we some of the volunteers that kind of carries over and they will be able to help out uh, on some of the events that, that we have. Uh, sometimes I think of like our Hope Sports Camp and I think of volunteers that are needed at, at that event. Um, the the postal workers uh, food drive. Uh, we have yes. volunteers to help uh, pack the uh, deliveries of the food that come in back in on the mail um, mail vehicles and that. Mm-hmm. And um, also uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas um, are heavy times for volunteers. Not just at the Christmas and Thanksgiving meals, but um, groups have come in and and helped with. Uh, maybe providing a, a lunch or a brunch for the women's day room. Maybe they provided gifts uh, for the f- uh, family Christmas. H- how many families did we serve Christmas for? We served over 135 uh, families this year. Uh, families calling in uh, and asking for help for Christmas. Uh, David John, who's our special event, uh, worked with these families. All of them were provided for. And these uh, these families, uh, Kurt, obviously are helped through our community, through businesses, through families that call in. And they're calling in and, and saying they want to help out. And what a blessing it is that uh, we just have such a, a generous community that want to get involved like that. Because we know uh, there are people struggling still out there. Well, that's right. I also think of the volunteer that uh, allows the men to come out and, and do fishing at, at yes. the property. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very unique um, uh, volunteer opportunity. So, um, lots of lots of opportunities. It comes back to helping uh, those find a better life uh, in Christ, and whether that's through our chapel or through our uh, food service area, through the meals or through our staff. Um, we are here to serve and here to uh, share with them the love of Christ in word and deed, as we say. So we're really appreciative of the volunteers. Well, you know, Kurt, and then, you know, the core of the ministry is obviously helping the multitude of guests that right. come in to the, the mission. Mm-hmm. Doors being open 365 days a year. Uh, we have men, uh, women, and children uh, coming through those doors and uh, needing help Mm -hmm. and every person is different every person has a different need Uh, you know we are blessed that we can share the gospel of jesus christ uh, not only at the several chapel services that we offer at lunch and and at dinner time but even in the morning time uh, uh, you know our third shift uh, they do uh, morning devotions uh, with the guests staying here and then all the opportunities uh, that we get to counsel and pray with the individuals that come through our doors. Well, that's right. Um, And I think it's evident by uh, some of the letters and comments that we've received from folks. Um, We're appreciative when uh, they're able to express um, gratitude. I think if you've listened to the broadcast, particularly in the month of December, I think it was our third week we featured um, our resident men who who were sharing by letter. I want to read uh, one of those letters again to you uh, from one of the resident men. And it goes like this. It says, last Christmas, I was here as a resident when I left the program unplanned. The, the rest of my year was a dismal failure. Mm. 
being accepted uh, it back, I think he meant coming back to the program the yes. second time was like a second chance. Being accepted back really saved my life. Praise and thank God this day, Christmas, I am more sharing and thankful to be able to see this Christmas and to be in a clean and sober spiritual environment. Well, you know, Kurt, these are great reminders, testimonies of, you know, we think of your grandfather. When he started this mission 76 years ago, his heart and your, your grandmother's heart was to help those that were in need and needed needed Christ. Mm-hmm. A letter I received here, Kurt, that uh, not too long ago says this, you, you must have many stories. This is another. It says, when I dropped my nephew off at the Haven of Rest a couple months ago and his family were all at a low, he had denied his family for several years and there was no money and no support. He called me. Of course I responded, but I didn't know what to do until I was referred to the Haven of Rest. When I walked into your doors that evening, he was on the lowest, what he she says, rung, miserable in every way, physically and psychologically. Last Thursday, we visited, visited him and found a new person, or rather the old one, the sympathetic and positive person we knew and loved was now there. And Kurt, as I read these stories, the testimony that you read, the the story here, uh, we hear the stories at the Harvest Home with the ladies and the children. This is why we are here, because people are looking for hope. Well, it was interesting. Uh, I think it was last winter or springtime, we featured on our broadcast the testimony of a man, resident man named Brent. Mm-hmm. And the reason it, it triggered, kind of triggered me to ask him to come on to the broadcast is I had come in on a, a weekday and I was walking. One of the first stops I made was in our dining room and we had had a paramedic uh, uh, called here on site uh, because there was a person that was um, had had overdosed and uh, they were treating that individual there was a policeman that that came with them when i walked into that dining room though i noticed brent and that policeman um were giving each other a, a, a bear hug and i thought now that's an unusual scene i don't see um, it's not every day you see policemen hugging somebody that's on our program. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it made me curious. So after they had left, I asked, asked Brent uh, to uh, what was going on there. I was kind of really curious. And he said because – and he shared this on the broadcast – because of an event uh, earlier that or the previous year, that same policeman had responded to a call that was much different in nature involving Brent and where they had to remove him uh, from a local business, I believe, because um, he was not in a very good state of mind mm-hmm. and, and I think was putting some other people at risk. And I don't know if the Lord orchestrated that or not, but the same policeman was called to the Haven that day, what I'm referring to, and saw Brent on the on the program here was so encouraged that he was becoming stable, clean, uh, sober, um, and he, after they reconnected, uh, that's what led to that hug. And I thought, boy, that's that's God's grace right there. Absolutely. Just, that, that was amazing to me. Um, 
if if you don't mind, I'd I'd like to read just a quick note here came from, uh, that was sent to you, Reverend Kaiser. It said to all those who minister. So that wasn't that was meant to be mm-hmm. uh, included with every uh, staff. To all those who minister in the service of our our Lord at the Haven, I am so thankful for each of you. My uh, daughter and I are bringing my son there today. Uh, again, uh, he is broken, but we know who our healer is. So I sincerely thank each of you from the bottom of my heart for your prayers and the love of Jesus which you which you give. And so, uh, again, it all comes down to restoring the broken lives that we see here. And, you know, Kurt, you know, as we been here for many years uh we get the question many times you know how how many times uh, can a person come back to that program well my answer is they can come back we don't want to see them come back but they can come back many times right when we see that brokenness uh the person you're talking about here when you see that individual come in knowing what they knew when they left the program slipping back into a behavior that they know wasn't right, but coming back to the mission and you see the brokenness in them. That's God. I mean, that's what God has done for us. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we'll take them back in because God believes in more than just the first chance, more than the second chance. He will continue to work with us, continue. He doesn't stop bringing us into a place where finally we finally realize that it's Jesus Christ that we need. Well, that's right, uh, Verm Kaiser, and it spurs us on uh, to continue to be faithful and grateful for the work that God has done in our life. Well, speaking of being grateful uh, for the work that God has done in our life, we usually end the, the program with, with prayer requests. Um, I'm going to offer up uh, a, a praise, uh, putting words in your mouth, though. Uh, you, you had a a big 2019 as your three of your children were were married so i i know that that uh, and that might seem like a lot of people but i was only about half of the kaiser uh, household <laughs> right there so i know that uh i wouldn't say glad to see them come glad to see them go i think you were but i think you were uh glad to to see them take that next uh step but three is significant number in yes here. i uh uh, a couple of weeks ago, um, had the privilege of um, saying thanks uh, to some doctors. I, I took some Christmas candy um, to uh, a surgeon's office, and I took candy to um, the staff at the radiation center uh, here at a local hospital because I'd been a recipient of treatment. It was a very difficult six months uh, for me as I was diagnosed with uh, cancer, and um I had had um, had to go through radiation treatments and then surgically had her, had the cancer removed. Thankfully, there's clean margins in the pathology report, so it was very very trying year, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. But as I mentioned uh, to intro this last part here about the prayers, I'm so grateful for uh, prayers of people who prayed on on my behalf, those at staff, uh, friends of the Haven of Rest, and also some personal uh, friends that may not have affiliation with the Haven, but were praying. And God was very faithful uh, to uh, to see uh, that uh, there was healing involved. And of course, I go back, you know, for several years of protocols now for just to 
to test things and make sure there's no recurrences of that. But I'm, I'm grateful. I'm humbled. And I'm also um, humbled because I know, seem like now I'm, I'm far more uh, aware and sensitive of other folks who are going through cancer. And so I know when I, I pray for people that I know, I also know that prayer is going for people that I don't know as well that are going through situations like that. And um, uh, I just praise the Lord uh, for um, what he has brought me through, that's for sure. So. Well, amen. It's good to, ha- good to have you back and seeing what the Lord has done in your life, Kurt. Well, as we come to the close of the broadcast this morning, first of all, we want to wish everyone a, a happy 2020. And I uh, want to thank you for listening today. And um, we enjoyed this little different format. Uh, next time, we'll return to our typical format with, um, with an interview on the broadcast. So thank you again for listening today. And Kurt, obviously, we want to wish everybody a happy new year. I look forward to working with all our friends out there as the Lord brings many opportunities uh, to the mission here.